Hello and welcome to the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. This is Dr. Bill Scott, your host. Welcome and I hope you will find something in this podcast that you can identify with as well as uh, find a word of encouragement. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the original podcast to gain a better understanding of the purpose for this podcast. Uh, This podcast arose out of more than 30 years of pastoral ministry and a lot of suffering. No, I don't say that to gain self-pity or any pity, period, but rather just to identify that Uh, I've been in the trenches, and and, uh, I know somewhat of what I speak. The podcast was birthed out of a desire to minister to those pastors who are or have experienced deep trauma at the hands of church members. The goal of this podcast is not to lambast uh, the church. Uh, Rather, it is to provide a place where wounded under-shepherds can find a word of encouragement as they process all the emotions attached to mistreatment or forced termination. Every pastor is unique. His emotional and psychological makeup are unique. Thus, every pastor will deal with trauma in a unique way. For some, it will be uh, perhaps uh, in the worst case scenario, being at a point of a complete Uh, meltdown, uh, whereas others will stuff it down and pretend that they're fine when they really are not. In previous podcasts, I've broached numerous issues, everything from anger, bitterness, and the sting of betrayal, uh, and many others. In this podcast, I want to address the issue of questioning one's calling to pastoral ministry. Now, in a previous podcast, I believe it was July the 22nd, which was entitled Remember Your Call or Your Calling, uh, I dealt with that issue there, but this is, uh, while connected, is slightly different. This is uh, when one finds himself at a low point and they are doubting whether or not they were truly ever called to be a pastor. So when a pastor has been faithful to proclaim God's word and serve God's people, uh, one area that will inevitably arise is that of questioning his call, especially when he's at a low point. This always occurs when a pastor finds himself discouraged and disillusioned. I found myself at this point more than once over the years, I believe it is a common experience among many pastors, if we would be honest. Obviously, when we find ourselves at this low point, it is important to recall God's faithfulness. Discouragement is one of Satan's choice weapons against God's under-shepherds. After all, think about it, brothers. If God has truly called you to proclaim His Word to serve His people, and to teach His Word to His people in order that they may live lives that bring honor and glory to Him, you indeed are a shining target, and you're going to have a target on your back from the enemy. Because pastors often find themselves focusing on the success of other pastors, uh, 
Satan uses this, uh, this comparing thing, you know, we compare ourselves to other pastors, or other pastor success. Uh, the enemy shoots his lies of discouragement into our minds. You know, if God has called you to be a pastor or an under-shepherd of flock of 25 or 2,500, all that matters is that you and I be faithful to God in that calling. In our tendency to compare ourselves to others and how others are doing, you and I open ourselves up to Satan's snare. This is just part of the human experience. Unfortunately, it is our nature to compare ourselves. So having pastored for more than 30 years, I can definitely personally identify with going to associational meetings or state conventions or national conventions and hearing about all the glamorous uh, success of pastors, you know, who had baptized three trillion people. Uh, and here you are as a pastor of a small church, and most churches are of less than a hundred. Uh, the vast majority of churches have a hundred or less active members. Uh, but here we are, we compare ourselves. We hear of all these uh, successes. We hear of all these big churches, quote-unquote, uh, no offense intended, I'm just being very honest, uh, uh, the things that we hear, you know, well, this church, they gave X amount of dollars. This church, they've done this. This church, they've done that. And so then here you are as a pastor uh, sitting, listening to all this, and you're from a small church, and maybe you had one baptism last year, or maybe you had two or three, or maybe you had zero, and maybe you haven't had a baptism in two years or three years, and then the enemy just continues to pound you with, you're a failure, oh, look at these other people. There must be something wrong with you, because if you were being the man of God you should be, surely God would be giving you souls, and so on, and so on, and so on. And so the enemy uses this kind of stuff to hurt you, to discourage you. Now, for those churches who have a gazillion baptisms, praise God. That's something to give God glory for, not the church, nor the pastor. God will reward his servants in his perfect time and in his perfect way. We should never hold up others as if to say, this is the standard that you have to meet, and if you don't meet this standard, then you are a failure. Now, I'm saying all this not to be ugly, unkind. I'm saying this because I know how the enemy works. The enemy uses these kind of things, although they may be well-intentioned and they may have pure motives for sharing all this information. Sure, we should celebrate when there's a gazillion baptisms, but we have to be very careful, brothers, that we don't fall into Satan's snare of thinking, wow, I'll never be like that. That'll never happen in the little bitty church God's called me to preach. Did you hear what I just said? God has called you to preach. So therefore, if God has called you to be the under-shepherd of 25 people, and God has called other men 
to, to pastor huge congregations, brothers, let us not fall into the snare of the enemy. All God requires of us is that we be faithful. And does God not understand? No, my brothers, you be faithful to what God has called you to. And if that is 25, or if that's 2,500, give all the glory to God. Focus upon His calling, not upon your success. Because after all, what is success? In the world's eyes, of course it is huge numbers, huge productivity. In God's eyes, success is obedience. So do not fall into the snare of the enemy that says, shame on you, you're a failure, nothing's really happening, you've gone out and you've tried to reach souls for Christ, but nobody's trusting in Jesus, you've had no baptisms for the last umpteen years, wow, what a miserable failure you are as a pastor. All of that is a lie from the pit of hell. Brother, you be faithful to what God has called you what he has entrusted you with. When I was a young preacher, boy, many, many years ago, uh, Billy Graham, he was in the prime of his ministry. And uh, I and many other young preachers who were going through Bible college and uh, so on and so forth, uh, many of us had aspirations of being the next Billy Graham. Now, not in a literal sense, but figuratively speaking. He was our hero, and we wanted to emulate Billy Graham. We wanted to be the next great evangelist. But the problem with that is our focus was wrong. Our focus was upon the world's standards, not upon God's standards. It took me many years to finally come to the place of being comfortable with who I was, God didn't call me to be Billy Graham. God called me to be Bill Scott. And that's who I am. With all my flaws, with all my failings, with all my inconsistencies, and we all have them, brothers, be faithful to what God has called you to. And so we need to just trust in the Lord and not trust in anything else. Entering the pastoral ministry can be very exciting. As a young man, I was 17 years old when I surrendered to preach, and I was just filled with fire. Man, I wanted to go take on the world for Jesus. I wanted to reach the world for Jesus. And uh, at the age of 28, uh, God gave me, led me to pastor the first church I pastored. And uh, I was so it was so exciting and and oh it was just wonderful. But in time, as time passes, reality begins to set in, and you discover that everything isn't always roses. We wish they were, but in reality, we soon discover that the pastoral ministry can be filled with many challenges, many frustrations. Yes, indeed, there are many blessings and there are many joys, but we need to understand our calling, brothers. We need to embrace the calling that God has placed upon our lives wholeheartedly. 
like most young pastors, uh, I was naive and green as a gourd, so to speak. Looking back over all the, some of the old sermons I preached many, many years ago, I actually felt sorry for the people who had to listen to them. In one sense, uh, I'm never sorry about preaching the Word of God because God's Word is perfect and it accomplishes what it uh, goes out for even uh, in the hands of uh, inexperienced, feeble preachers as myself. Uh, as one gains more experience and encounters numerous situations, one can encounter periods of questioning their call, and this always comes or seems to come when we are going through a valley, when we're going through some desert places in our walk with the Lord and things don't seem to be happening and, and we're giving it our best, but we just seem to be going through a desert place or we're in a valley. It's not uncommon for uh, many of us to question uh, our calling and even depending upon how despondent we become, even questioning whether we're even saved or not. So if you've ever been there, take a good deep breath and sigh. It's okay. You're not a failure. You're, you're not a lost sinner. Uh, if indeed you know Christ is your Savior and indeed God has called you, you're going to fail, brother. You're not going to be Superman. You are human. You're imperfect. You are flawed. And the sooner we embrace that truth, the better off we will be. Be the best you can be indeed. Walk closely with the Lord as best you can, but never depend upon yourself. Depend upon the Spirit of God to lead you. So if you find yourself in this deep valley or this desert place of feeling discouraged and honestly you're questioning, though you may never dare say to another living soul that you're questioning whether you're even called to pastor or whether you're even saved, uh, it's okay. You're not alone. There have been many before you. There will be many after you who go through these desert places. Satan loves to isolate us and convince us that no one else has ever felt this way uh, before. Or uh, if you were to risk sharing this with someone else, how they would be horrified and so on and so forth. When we're down, that's when we are most vulnerable. I want to share an excerpt from a devotion taken from Amazing Grace 366 Inspiring Hymn Stories for Daily Devotions. And this was taken from the October 26th uh, devotion. And I'm quoting now. Discouragement can easily cause our faith to shrink. And we may even at times consider quitting our service to God. Perhaps we have all experienced these sentiments. I've taught a class for many years, borne many burdens, toiled through tears. But folks don't notice me a bit. I'm so discouraged, I'll just quit. You know, Jeremiah the prophet, at one point, he was truly discouraged and frustrated. 
to the point that he said that I will no longer even speak in God's name. I'll no longer even speak of him. But he couldn't. He couldn't stop speaking of God. He declared in uh, chapter 20, verse 9, But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Brother, one of the ways you know that God has called you to be a pastor is even when you're going through the dark time, even when you feel exhausted, even when you think of quitting, uh, you can't. You want to in one sense, but you can't. Because you know deep inside your heart, the Holy Spirit of God called you to proclaim His Word. So, when we find ourselves uh, suffering for Christ, it's all too easy to listen to the lies of the enemy. Remember, God never attacks our worth, nor does He belittle our person. One of the evidences of of God's call on your life to be an under-shepherd is the desire to preach and to teach God's Word for His glory. Another evidence is your desire to care and desire to nurture God's people. On the July 22nd podcast, which I mentioned previously, I dealt with this topic of remembering your call. I encourage you to go back there and listen to that podcast if you have not already done so, and I hope it will bring some additional uh, encouragement to you. When we find ourselves suffering for Christ, as I've already said, it's all too easy to listen to the lies of the enemy. Serving as a pastor is one of the greatest callings in life, but it comes with many challenges, and sometimes those challenges include discouragement, wanting to walk away, thinking I I would have never accepted the call to pastoral ministry, God, if I had any idea that it involved this. Chuckle, brother. It's okay. You are not alone. You've, you've been joined by multitudes from the past, and you'll be joined by multitudes in the future as long as the Lord tarries His coming and there are pastors. So, when you find yourself doubting God's call to pastoral ministry, go back and remember. Remember the ways in which God called you. Remember the ways in which God affirmed His call through circumstances and people in your life. Remember the evidence of God spiritually gifting you to be an under-shepherd. Not in yourself, not in your powers, but in the spiritual gifting through the Holy Spirit that God has given you. Remember your surrender to God's call and the joy you experienced. These are only a few things to reflect upon. As I've said on previous podcasts, if you can do anything else other than pastor, please go do it. But if you can't do anything else without being miserable and restless, that's a very good indication that God has indeed called you to be a pastor. Please email me at sonoflight, that's S-O-N, sonoflight at outlook.com. I would love to hear your story. You can remain anonymous. I would never 
uh, ever share anything that anyone shares with me. If you've got a prayer request you want to share, I would be more than uh, honored to pray for you. Uh, until next time, I pray God blesses you, and I pray if you're in a valley at this point, and you're questioning your calling, and you're thinking about quitting, just remember that God is with you, and even in your discouragement, God is there with you. May I offer a prayer. Heavenly Father, I lift up that brother who may be in the pit of despair, Lord, who's questioning his call and maybe even doubting his own salvation. I pray, Holy Father, God, through your Holy Spirit, that you may comfort this brother, that you may encourage this brother, and that, Lord, you might even bring some other brothers around this brother to offer encouragement. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May God richly bless you.